You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. Today we're beginning a series called Scary Stories. And in October around my neighborhood, people began to decorate their yard pretty scary. And I have one particular neighbor that especially decorates his yard uh, that really scares kids as they're walking by because, I mean, he's got things on his house and he's got ghosts and goblins and witches and there's bones laying around and black cats and, and you name it. And he has scary music being played. And especially on Halloween, I love to sit at the front of my house because I'll hear these kids scream because he has a way of trying to scare kids and probably adults in the process. And I mean, it, it's almost comical. And this guy really enjoys the scariness of, of this time of scaring people. Well, you might be surprised, but the Bible has a lot of scary stories in them. And one of them is in Ezekiel chapter 37. Uh, Ezekiel is going to be brought to this valley of dry bones. Now, some people, you may not realize this, but that song, them bones, them bones, them bones, actually comes from Ezekiel chapter 37. But the historical context is Ezekiel is a priest, but he's a priest without a temple. The Babylonians uh, have uh, been conquering God's people. The temple is gone. They've tortured God's people. They killed a lot of people, and they've also moved them to Babylon. On top of this, Ezekiel's wife has died. Uh, things are just ugly and bleak, and it doesn't seem like there's much hope. They've been like this for the last couple of years. And, and we see that Ezekiel is a man of trauma, speaking to a community that's in trauma. And I have to wonder, did Ezekiel think, is this ever going to end? Are things ever going to get better? And I think some of you may be wondering that question too. Is things ever going to get better? Well, if you have your Bibles, again, turn to Ezekiel chapter 37. Verse 1 says this, Then the hand of the Lord was on me. Have you ever felt God's presence on you? Well, Ezekiel did. He, he felt God's presence, and it said, He brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. I, I wonder, well, why a valley? Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's pretty symbolic about what God's people were going through. It wasn't a mountain. It wasn't H-E-B. It wasn't a nice little place by a pond, but it was in a valley. And it says, it was full of bones. And he led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, and the bones were very dry. So not only did God bring Ezekiel uh, to this valley of dry bones, but he has him walk back and forth, back and forth to see these bones. And these bones were dry. They were dead. There was no chance that they could come back to life. And then God asked him this question. He says, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. 
Sometimes God will ask questions in Scripture. And sometimes people come up with these amazing faith statements, and sometimes they put their foot in their mouth. Now, if God would have asked me that question, I'm afraid that I would have put my foot in my mouth because I'd be like, God, I mean, our bones aren't like Legos, and you just can't suddenly just put them together and put flesh on them, and suddenly they come to life. But Ezekiel, he says, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. You alone know. Now, I wonder if Ezekiel, I'm just going to call him Zeke for short, uh, if he understood that God was talking about Israel here. Because if you turn back one chapter into chapter 36, it talks about how God will eventually restore Israel. And, and right now, I, I think Ezekiel and I think many of the people are wondering, is Israel ever going to be the same again? Is Israel ever going to be the same again? Are things ever going to be right? And God, can these bones come back to life? You alone know. Can your situation get better? Only God knows. God, I, I'm, I'm doing my part. I'm praying. I'm giving it over to you. But I trust that you know what's best for my life and for my situation. So Ezekiel says, God, you alone know. Verse 4, and we're going to see that God says, preach to these bones. He then said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. He didn't say sing to these bones. He didn't say pray to these bones. He didn't say put together a reassembly committee for these bones. He says, no, preach, prophesy to these bones. Now, the word prophecy does not refer to foretelling of the future. A lot of times when we hear the word prophecy, we always think about a foretelling of the future. But rather, it means to proclaim them or means to proclaim the word of God to them. Speak to them. And, and, and God is very clear on what he wants to, wants to be said to these bones. Now, I've preached to a lot of people in a, in, in a lot of places. I've preached to adults and children and teenagers. I've preached uh, at funerals. I've preached in all kinds of different places, countries, on the beach, in the, around the mountain, on the roadside, you name it. I've preached to people who were falling asleep or were asleep, but God has never said, I want you to preach to bones. But Ezekiel was told, preach to the bones. In verse 5 it says, this is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make, make breath, breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come into life and then you will know that I am the Lord. So God wants Ezekiel to tell him three things. I will change your status. I will put breath in you and you're going, going, to, going from being skeletons to being beings and everyone will know that I am the Lord. You especially will know that I am the Lord. And that's really what Israel needs to hear, that God will put breath in them, that he will revive them, that he will revive their status, and they will know that he is the Lord. Verse 7 says, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. So as he's preaching, I'm wondering, are bones just flying by him? Going, choo, 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 choo. And suddenly he's hearing these noises and these bones are coming together. And I mean, you got the foot coming together and the hand coming together and you got all these bones coming together. And he says, I looked and the tendons and the flesh appeared to them and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. I mean, all of a sudden, all of this body comes together and you have flesh, but there's no breath in them. Ezekiel preaches and he's obedient to what God says. 
And, and he sees these bones coming together. But the key is these bones needed breath. And if you look at the Hebrew word that's translated here, it can mean wind, breath, or spirit. That which inspires. The breath of God is, an, is energizing, the, or energizing our lives in amazing ways. Nothing happens until God breathes in us. The wind, this spirit of the Almighty, reminds me of John chapter 20, uh, verses 20 and 21. Jesus had resurrected. The disciples were in this enclosed room. The windows were locked. The doors were locked. And suddenly, Jesus appears. And of course, they had to be frightened. And, and, and Jesus says this to them. He says, peace, calm down, it's me. And then he says, as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And John continues, and what he breathed on them, and, what, and with that he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. In this moment, he breathed on, on them and they received the Holy Spirit. When we, we can look good on the outside. We can look really good on the outside. Matthew chapter 23, Pharisees look good on the outside. It says, starting in verse 27, it says, Woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside full of bones of the dead. Everything is unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside you're full of wickedness and hypocrisy. We can look good on the outside, but without the Spirit of God, without God working in our life, we're simply dead. We're just bones with flesh. God says, Ezekiel, prophesy, preach again. And this time I want you to tell the wind to come, and the wind's going to come from the four, wind, or four corners, and they're going to go into the skeletons, and we're going to see that these skeletons become a vast army. And in verse 11 it says, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. Our bones are dried up and our hope is gone and we're cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open up your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And we see hope for the, with the, for the people of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open up your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle in your own land and then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. We see that God is going to revive his people. He's going to revive Israel and he, he's going to transform them. I love what Pastor Richard Farmer pointed out about this passage. He said, first of all, God is concerned about dry and disjointed people. God is concerned about dry bones, and he's concerned about your bones. Does anyone have dry bones this morning? Does anybody have a situation that seems hopeless and that you're discouraged in? Anybody have a marriage that's dry and barren, that's in trouble? Anybody have a work or family relationship that's beyond repair? Anybody have a bank account that's bone dry? Anybody have health problems that's frustrating and leaving you hopeless? Anyone feel like they're in a spiritual rut and they just, it, it, their spiritual life just seems dead? Anyone have a bad church experience? And you don't even know why you're here today or whether, why you're watching here today. 
And you, you've been hurt and, and, and people have, cut, have said things or did things to you and you're just so skeptical about God and about Christians and about the church, but for some reason you're here. And could it be that God wants to breathe life into that situation? Secondly, God breathes life into these situations. Well, we see God do that over and over in Scripture. Things that seem hopeless, He brings hope to God revived Israel, and God can revive whatever you're going through. He can revive your marriage. He can revive your health. He can revive your bank account. He can revive you spiritually. He can revive anything that you're going through. The question isn't whether God can. God can do anything. The question is, will we invite Him into our lives to transform it? And sometimes the way that God works isn't the way that we would like him to work. Sometimes we want to say, God, this is the way that I want you to revive this situation. And God says, no, I'm going to do something totally different. And are we okay with that? Are we willing to invite God into our problems? Are we willing to invite God into our lives? Lastly, God desires that people know that he is God. That people know that he's God. If you read in the book of Ezekiel, you'll see this over and over. They will know that I am the Lord. I will do this and they will know that I am the Lord. He says it over and over and over again. And so when we come to the valley of dry bones, when we come to the valley, the whole point is he wants Israel to know that he is the Lord and that he's working, that he's transforming. I want you to think about how is God working in your valley of dry bones? How is he working in the midst of COVID? What are the good things that you see? What's the good things that you see in your struggle with your health? What's the good things that you see in the struggle with your finances? What are the good things that are happening? So often we can just be focused on the dry bones, but we forget to realize that God's actually breathing and transforming our life. And so I want you to think, how is God working? How, can he, how is he being known in whatever you're going through? Each month we have a spiritual habit. And in the month of October, our spiritual habit is that we're going to encourage you to serve. And I want to encourage you to think about someone who's going through the valley of dry bones. Who's someone discouraged? Who's someone that's going through a really hard time? And, and how can you serve them? How can you love them? Could you send them a note? Could you send them a text? Could you pick up the phone and call them? Could you make them a meal? Could you make them some cookies? Could you do some yard work for them? Could you babysit? Could you serve them in some capacity that would encourage them and, and remind them that they are loved? And they're loved because God shows us love and we can't help but reproduce that love.